Welcome to Geeks and Jocks, a podcast that focuses on video games, film, television, and sports. And now, for the person who is in charge of this podcast, here is Ryan Sullivan. Hello and welcome back to Geeks and Jocks, and this will be the last episode for a while. Pulling the plug until maybe around the end of September, early October, yeah, just because working a couple jobs during the summer, and just it's going to be pretty hectic for me to try and get back into doing podcasts during the summer. And so, just a heads up for anyone wondering if in a couple of weeks why there's no podcast, pretty simple, pulling the plug for a while. Give, give time to relax a little bit and then come back full force around September, October, whatever. Uh, so some quick thoughts for a little bit before uh, getting to the main thing that I want to talk about is right now I think the best team for the NBA next month to take on the Warriors, I'm going to say probably Milwaukee. It's a surprise um, Toronto got in. But that buzzer beater, I looked it up online a little bit after the game ended. It's like, wow. That was just, how did that go in? And it's just unbelievable. But, I mean, Toronto could surprise people and make their way to their first ever NBA Finals. But, honestly, I think ultimately it's gonna, I think ultimately it's going to be Milwaukee and uh, Golden State. I really do. I mean... I'm not sure Portland has a chance at all to beat the Warriors at all, but who knows? I mean, but for now, uh, Milwaukee and Golden State next month. So, as far as other stuff, I mean, I'm amazed at the uh, success of. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Marvel movies, but you know, looking at the success that the Avengers have had for um, the last three weeks or so. It's like it's made over $700 million, uh, domestically, worldwide, a little over $2 billion. Whether it has the chance to get to uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, I don't know, but I'll have to see what happens, especially with all these movies that are coming out, especially with the, that Detective Pikachu movie doing quite well for its weekend debut, second place, but still, to make nearly, I believe, $60 million. I mean, it better make some good money out of it because that $150 million budget, I mean, that's that's pretty pricey for for a Pokemon game. Well, Pokemon movie, to be exact. That's, uh, the, other, the other one that comes out in November, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, that's a $90 million budget. And a lot of people were complaining about the uh, design of him. I... Other than the face a little bit, I didn't see anything that I thought was horrible for Sonic as far as the design. But the, on the other hand, it, I think how they'll do Dr. Robotnik, Eggman and stuff, I mean, it looks like a role suited for Jim Carrey. But how he acts in that movie, it looks like a looks like what he used to do in the late 90s, or, you know, when he finally got big fame from all his movies. So, all that in mind, um, let's jump into today's episode, which is about the uh, 
PlayStation brand because the PlayStation brand, I have been playing games for that series of systems since since 1997, the end of it, into early um, 98. And it all started with, the, of course, the original uh, PlayStation system. It was the first new console that I played. It, I had, when I was a kid, at the time before that, an, an, an original NES and a Sega Genesis. The NES, um, my dad bought back in 1987. Had it for about four or five years before getting on to the Genesis and having a Genesis for roughly six years before investing in a new system and that was the PlayStation which I believe at the time in 97 was like 150 bucks considering that its original launch price was at 300 talk about trying to get people roped into it but it had a lot of big titles and when we first got the uh, PlayStation our first titles were like Crash Bandicoot 1 and 2, Tomb Raider 2, uh, Rayman I believe, uh, NASCAR 98, that was probably the first game I played on that system, and NFL Game Day 98, and that was how we started getting into PlayStation really, always been a big fan, uh, it's just there were times where I was like, eh, I wasn't huge on PlayStation, and then the last 10 years or so I've been a lot more positive towards the original PlayStation as a whole. Uh, great systems, got a great variety of titles. The controller is excellent. Plenty of favorites on there. The Crash Bandicoot series, Siphon Filter Trilogy, uh, Driver, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Medal of Honor, and Underground. You know, 2D stuff like Rayman, Tom Tomba. Uh, sports stuff like NFL Game Day, NHL Face-Off, I mean, tons of great stuff there. And, and But those a number of those stuff came after the system was dead, you know, getting into those games. But for the most part, uh, played PlayStation up until 2003, and that was when we invested into a PlayStation 2 which uh, for getting into that uh, my my dad he works where he works um, he they do like pools for uh, football and if you had like the most wins during during that week including the Monday night game you win a certain amount of money and there was a week where I picked the right ones most picked the most wins out of all of them and won quite a bit like a little over 200 and it gave us the chance to uh, get into a PlayStation 2 and I, I didn't know we were going to get into it but before that um, we played PlayStation 2 my older brother got a PS2 and mainly played one of three games he had and one of them was Grand Theft Auto 3 I played GTA 1 and 2 back around 2001, got, got those games in 02 as part of a triple pack. Yeah, this was right around when the uh, 
original PlayStation was starting to get bundles for trilogy packs and stuff like that. You know, like Crash Bandicoot Warped, Bash, and Team Racing, and some, you know, like Disney stuff like Toy Story 2, Tarzan, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, I mean, I got into it, and playing with the cheats for those two games, those were a lot of fun, actually, too. Um, so, getting into 3, I mean, struggled quite a bit the first time around, but then... I mean, beat it within, like, a month. That's, like, you find that hard to believe, but yeah. But, anyway, uh, buying a PS3, the PS2 in 2003, you know, our first titles were NASCAR Dirty Daytona and uh, ATV Off-Road Fury 2, um, the ATV game being a free packing for it. Um, and definitely those games got us interested in them getting... Uh, week or two later, Medal of Honor Frontline, which I mean, that was like a lot of fun to play. I mean, I've always been a fan of the Medal of Honor series since it first came out back in 1999. And be able to play at the time, you know, what we thought was like a new Medal of Honor. You know, an upgraded Medal of Honor. It was just a delight. And it was a lot of fun to a lot of fun to play, actually. But, you know, definitely some of those later levels, it's like, ugh, way too difficult. Under the radar, probably the most difficult level in the entire game. I mean, I struggled, my dad struggled, my younger brother struggled. We all had tough times playing it. <laughs> uh, around Christmas time, you know, getting games like, you know, GTA 3, Vice City, uh, Crazy Taxi, I th no, no, never mind, I didn't, uh, actually, maybe I did, get, yeah, the year later, never mind, uh, I thought I had Crazy Taxi in 03, didn't, um, getting games like Rayman Arena, actually, that was a school thing, I don't know, my brother did something to where he got it for free, you know, it was something school related, and he did well with it, and he got Rayman Arena, and that was, that was definitely a lot of game we put a game we put a lot of hours into and a lot of fun the the multiplayer stuff was a lot of fun too uh other titles like crash team racing uh, no, not crash nitro kart to be exact uh medal of honor rising sun rising sun was one of those games it was like even like four or five years after uh playing uh after getting a PS2, um, that was like our one of our go-to games and playing like the multiplayer aspect, of playing the whole deathmatch thing. It was a lot of fun to play, actually. Definitely put a lot more hours. But if it wasn't this, then it was like the GTA games and getting quite a bit of games over the years. You know, stuff like you know, uh, Destroy All Humans, MLB The Show, and a few other titles too. I mean. It, really made playing the PlayStation 2, despite how unreliable the system was, you know, a worthwhile system to get into because of all the titles it had and just all this stuff that you saw during the lifespan of the system. And to be able to play PS1 games as well, I mean, was a delight. It really was. So, it, you know, getting into PlayStation 2, I mean, over the years, I haven't played PS2 in probably about five years or so, but it's just, it, it's hard to find a working PS2, and I hope at some point there's a emulation or something or someone that will make 
hardware similar to what a PS2 was and have it more reliable compared to what was seen on the actual hardware, you know. So, in the midst of this, we, and we really were into PS2 up until about 08, 09, and by that time, we did not get into PS3. I mean, the price was definitely one of the big contributing factors, I believe, for being $600 for a 60 gigabyte model, I mean, and 500 for 20 gigs, and we didn't really get into any systems after PS2 until 07 when we got a Nintendo Wii. And that was a fun little system. Not the greatest system in the world, looking back in retrospective, but it was not a bad system. But we got into the Xbox 360, my brother and I actually, in 2010, and played it for a couple of years until, I mean, my dad was not pleased about the 360, the fact that you needed an account and and to set up uh, online, you needed a gold account to play games online and you know, that was tough for him and you know, he stuck to playing on the Wii and he enjoyed playing, you know, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare on the Wii you know, with the online and stuff, it was fun for him, and then, and then around, uh, the end of 2012, we got him a PlayStation 3, which is one of the, uh, I think it's one of the, uh, 250 gig models, I believe, which is a lot of, which is a lot for, compared to what we saw in 05, 06 with the 360 and PS3 when they first came out, and, as far as PlayStation 3 goes, I I definitely got into it the first three four months of when we owned it, and it I mean I definitely got into some of the games that I got and what my dad got, you know like Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Black Ops, uh, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, Metal Gear Solid 4, Wolfenstein. And it just the system never really appealed to me after about three four months, and very rarely did I come back to the uh, PS3. I mean, every I mean I would have an itch to play it every once in a while, and that was the case for a good three years, you know. And then there was like a span of time where I didn't feel like playing any games. You know, not just PS3, but any system in general. It just, it just didn't have any drive to do anything. And then, I mean, I got back into playing the 360 around, I don't know, like August, September of 2016. And then around October, I uh, got back into playing PlayStation 3, and I went full throttle with playing that game system. Uh, one of the first games I got playing when I got back into it was the uh, was DuckTales Remastered, which is a great game, by the way. Uh, maybe not as good as the NES game, but still a great game. Uh, went through all the trophies and all the difficulties within like two days. Then went on a tear through the first Uncharted, which I tried the first Uncharted like when it was like when we first got the system it was okay 
and really think much about it and just when getting back into the system I went through all of it and like within a week got all the trophies and played on the hard difficulties and all that finished up back to the future the game I had played it in short spurts and for a good year or so and just uh, didn't really I mean I finished it but I was like I know there's trophies I want to get and for like a few days got into that and like it just went through an assortment of titles and just like Uncharted um, The Last of Us a little bit uh, Wolfenstein getting whatever single player trophies I could get Sonic and Sega All-Stars and a bunch of other titles too and like getting into Splatterhouse a little more um, try to think of other games uh, Fallout New Vegas and it didn't really for like the first half of 2017 I mean I definitely was playing PS3 uh, in short spurts but and, you know, at the same time I was also playing the um, 360 and getting into stuff like Sonic Unleashed uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth uh, Red Dead a little bit Duke Nukem Forever actually Duke Nukem Forever was another game in the last year or two I went through a bit on PS3 after going through the uh, 360 version uh, and so I mean I'm still playing PS3 but it's one of those things it's like I've slowed down a bit on playing it for the most part um, I definitely do want to get back to playing some of the games though because there's quite a bit that there that there is on the system that you know I missed out on or that maybe there's stuff that you know I might have played but may have forgotten maybe I might enjoy it a little more or less so as far as other systems um, I we I my brother and I had a PSP we still do it's just haven't played it in a very very long time but you know PSP I mean it was an alternative to the uh, Nintendo DS and I definitely got some good enjoyment out of it playing you know GTA Liberty City stories uh, Hot Shots Golf and Super Collapse anyone remember the Collapse games those were fun puzzle games uh, Puzzle Quest and this little obscure RPG game Girlman it's like a game where you're a kid who finds monsters and you help them out and it was actually a lot of fun to actually beat the game not sure if it was 100% but it was a lot of fun to play actually <laughs> uh, uh, lately I haven't really been playing I don't think the last time I really played PSP was probably god I don't know probably about six seven years ago I guess so I for the most part haven't played in a long time but I it wasn't a bad system definitely a lot more enjoyable than people realize um, I have not played the Vita that is actually a system I wouldn't mind getting into a little bit but I'm curious to see how gimmicky some of the games are I know a few of them are but it looks like it'd be okay just marred by poor marketing a hefty price tag which has been one of the problems this past generation with not just Vita the 3DS although 
to be fair, the 3DS recovered from its debacle launch with like price cuts and all that. So, so um, as of now, my main go-to system is the PlayStation 4. And as far as this generation goes for gaming, um, my brother, his friends had Xbox Ones from the get-go, and I mean, both that and PS4 is like they didn't come off to me as like worthy investments because 300 bucks for 500 gigabyte models, especially looking at how games are today, I mean, it's not really worth the asking price. I mean. I mean, even like, it's just the number of the titles just didn't catch my interest, you know. And even like, even with having like Grand Theft Auto Five for the 360, it's like I'm not sure if I'd be interested in a port to the newer systems, especially with spending 60 bucks on on the uh, original version. And and for a while, it's just a I just didn't really feel interested in any of these new systems, and I mean, there there were definitely a few games that, as time went on, it was okay. This might be stuff like Fallout 4, uh, Doom, but it just didn't. I, I felt like I needed more titles, to, and I felt like it needed to be at least a terabyte because there were terabyte models, but they were like pretty pricey. I think like a hundred dollars more, I believe, and then. As time went on for 2017, it's like I saw a price for a terabyte model PlayStation 4 for 300 bucks. And I was thinking, okay, I might lean towards PlayStation 4 a little bit. And then when hearing about Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy being on the PS4 only, I immediately thought, okay, that's what I'm getting into. I'm going to get a PS4 for... Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. That's my main reason for getting into getting into the system. And when I first thought about buying it, I was thinking I want to get it at least in June before the game comes out. And my initial thoughts were to get the system, get a controller, get an additional controller, and maybe one game with it before getting Crash Bandicoot. And it dropped to 250 when E3 happened a couple of years ago, and so I invested into that. Got a controller for 40, and for 40 also got it was more so for my dad, but I I own the game. But MLB the Show 17, baseball game, you know, for the system and definitely a lot of fun to be had with that game. But before getting the system, bought two games for it. Uh, bought Doom and Fallout 4. Those definitely held my interest for a good while. And after getting those two, the system came a day or two later with the controller and the game. And then uh, couple bought a couple more games like a week or two later. Bought Puyo Puyo Tetris, which I heard about it, but I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to get it. And on impulse, bought uh, Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary on Tour World Tour on Fire, whatever whatever that version is. <laughs> and um, about July 4th weekend, uh, bought Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I had a lot of fun playing it. It was a great game to 
be had. Well, actually, it was like the day before July 4th because it was my day off from my regular job and saving up to get the system, you know. And since then, I've gotten quite an array of titles, both digitally and physically. Around the end of 2017, I started getting into some of the digital stuff. I bought uh, Retro City Rampage and uh, Disney Afternoon Collection on discount. Disney Afternoon is probably one of the things I love is because it's like six NES classics, or at least what they call classics. Most of them are classics, in my opinion. But, you know, it was where I finally got into the idea of digital. But it's not like a full, full investment, because I do like to get games with the discs in them. And it feels nice to get a physical copy, especially for some of those games that have very big uh, gigabyte storage requirements, you know, which is going to be one of the tough things heading into the uh, new generation of gaming when PS5 and the new Xbox comes out. That's going to be one of the toughest things. But, you know, as far as digital, and you know, it's like Sonic Mania was a day one purchase for me, you know, getting into stuff like like the free stuff, like like King Oddball and playing stuff on discount like like Sleeping Dogs and uh, Batman and just a couple other games. It's just overall, I I have greatly appreciated the almost two years of playing the uh, PS4, and I'm not stopping anytime soon because there's a few titles I want to buy in the next month or two that make me want to keep playing with that system and the first of which is Team Sonic Racing. I love Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing on PS3 and about a month or two ago I got the 3DS version of All-Star Racing Transformed and from what I played it was quite a bit of fun. I'll have to try more of it because I actually wouldn't mind trying to get a 360 or PS3 version of it because I like to see what the notable differences are between those games. And it, I love kart racing. I love Mario Kart 64, mostly the multiplayer. And then the same thing would apply to Double Dash. As far as non-Mario Kart goes, I love Crash Team Racing, which comes out next month, remastered for for all the systems and I believe computers as well. Uh, come the end of July, I am definitely interested in Wolfenstein uh, Youngblood, the idea of playing as a different kind of Blaskovich. Uh, it's, I mean, it's no BJ, but, you know, I mean, it's a member of the, his family, his twin daughters, so it, it'll be a lot of, I think it'll be a lot of fun and, you know, for a nice little expansion. Going through uh, Wolfenstein 2, by the way, right now, and uh, I'd say not as good as New Order, but it has its own goodness in its own way, especially with the hub world and revisiting the levels in a certain way again. Uh, love New Order. I like Old Blood. And so far, I'm, you know, put 30 hours into New Colossus, which is a lot of fun in its own way, as I said. Especially with being able to play uh, Wolfstone 3D, which is all six episodes of Wolfenstein 3D, just edited to make the Americans look like bad guys. And 
the Nazis look like good guys in that game. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Doom Eternal might be something I'll look into come this fall, whenever it does come out. Uh, I love Doom 16. The the series overall, I Doom is, the to me, the best game ever made. Doom 2 is a phenomenal sequel. I like TNT. I'm not the hugest on Plutonia. I like Doom 3. I'm, it's not... It's different. Uh, not necessarily a bad thing, but it's kind of hard to... I don't know. I just try, can't find the right word for it, but... Greatly enjoyed Doom 16, and so I'm going to definitely... I mean, when the time comes, get Doom Eternal. Maybe I'll wait a little bit for a price cut down the road, but... Uh, I mean, definitely some more titles down the road. I mean, I'm waiting for The Last of Us Part 2. I mean, it's got to be coming out. If it, if it doesn't come next year, then it's got to be around next year. I mean, I don't know whether it would be like a summer release in 2020 or a Christmas release, but I will definitely be wanting to play it, you know, which is funny because the first Last of Us, um, I thought it was overrated as hell, and I still think that way, but my mind has warmed up to it a little bit uh like the game so f- like the game it's great it's great i like the the story i like the dynamics between uh joel and ellie and it just it feels like they put a lot of care into creating a good chemistry between the two as you know they form this unlikely alliance and an unlikely friendship you know, with two different personalities, and, you know, they've grown to be, you know, friends, and to survive in this post-apocalyptic world and all that, I just can't wait for, can't wait for the second one, (laughs) Uh, so that should wrap things up, Uh, I know these episodes are put on YouTube, but I will try and put these on Anchor, as soon as I can and see how they do on there and probably when the fall, when it comes towards the fall season I will try and simultaneously put these on both YouTube and Anchor when the second season of podcasts come to play so I hope you guys have been enjoying these podcasts since October it's been episode 16 of Geeks and Jacks I hope to see you guys sometime in the fall Enjoy the summer, folks, and have yourselves a very nice day.